All right, peoples. So credit. Everybody knows about credit, right? Everybody knows what to do, um, what is considered good credit, what to do to have good credit, to maintain good credit. Everybody knows the things that cause um, a negative impact to your credit, right? Everybody knows these things by now. We have all of these credit companies, um, credit repair companies that are, you know, being advertised daily on the radio, on social media. It's a well-known thing. Um, So everybody by now knows what to do, right? Everybody knows the drill. Everybody knows the rules of the game and they play them. So everybody, therefore, has good credit, right? Well, if everybody has such good credit, why are they not financially independent? Why are more people not, um, you know, walking around with a huge diversified portfolio because they've leveraged their credit and made investments and did all of these, took, it, took all of the advantages, are taking advantage of good credit. Are people just walking around with um, 750s, 800s, 820s, whatever, walking around with this good credit and just choosing not to do anything with it? What's really going on? Are people really walking around with bad credit and not saying anything? Are people just uneducated as to how powerful credit can be, how they can use their good credit. What is going on? Because credit is one of the biggest factors that can really put you in a financially healthy position in this day and age. Yes, in this day and age where everything is expensive, everything is just inflated, rates are high, Everything costs money. Prices go up constantly. Um, Just to live, the basic things you need to live are, you know, just not cheap. So what is everybody doing? I just, I really want to know because I find it so odd that there are all of these credit consulting companies, these credit repair companies. Are people just you know, undergoing the process of repairing their credit? Are people just, is it still kind of something that hasn't really caught on yet that's popular in a sense, but hasn't really, you know, taken off for real, for real yet? Like Bitcoin or something? Is good credit still kind of like something that people do not know about? Like, because what I'm thinking is, if you have good credit, What comes with that is knowing what good credit can do for you because it's a tool. It's a tool in your toolbox that you can be using to build wealth. That's power right there. Who wouldn't want to build wealth? So if you have good credit, why are you not building wealth? Why are you not utilizing your credit? And if you don't have good credit, why are you working on it? And if not, why? Because I feel, I just feel like maybe it's because, you know, the law of attraction or whatever, I'm always um, concerned about what's going on with my credit and knowing how important it is and knowing, you know, mistakes I've made, the things that um, it's helped me do 
the things that I wanted to help me to do in the future. I'm I'm so always um you know conscious of it nowadays. Um is that is it just me um just being aware of these advertisements, being aware of these companies, these consulting companies that are out here like in droves right now. Um I don't know, like because I don't hear a lot of talk about it unless it's from someone advertising their business to build credit, you know what I'm saying? Or unless it's from a um, a social media group that I'm in that is like, you know, a, a financial group or associated with real estate or something like that. I don't hear the talk of the town is not what's going on with this credit. So... I'm just assuming that maybe there are some people out there that really do not, you know, know. They haven't looked into it yet or whatever the case may be. There are people out there that are sitting on good credit and they don't even know it. They don't even know the power that they're sitting on. And there are people that are out there that don't have good credit and they're just complacent or they are just you know, not educated enough or enlightened enough about the power that they can have um, if they work on their credit and build their credit. Um, so, okay, my story, I grew up not in a, in a household that was really educational regarding what to do with your finances, um, what's a properly, what was the proper thing to do with managing your finances and things of that nature. So I learned a lot of that on my own. I started, you know, wanting more. I just was very unhappy um, with the conditions, the financial conditions that I grew up in. So I always say, you know what, I want something different. I got to find something different. I don't really, I didn't really have any mentors, anybody teaching me things, but I learned a lot from the internet, reading books, um, and just discovering new things by way of me desiring it and focusing on it and attracting it. And so I learned about the importance of credit. So I finally, um, this was in my early 20s, I finally got my report. And I really, honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But at the time I pulled it, it was, I was like, this is not good. Because based off of my research, I know what a good credit score should be. And this is not it. But however, the things that were um, making that um, score not so good was a lot of it has to do with me not having established credit and then the accounts that I did have on there a couple of collections for things that had gotten on there but they were old so um at that point I just wasn't really super knowledgeable on the opportunity that I had to fix it I wasn't knowledgeable on how to fix credit so but I knew that I wanted to be involved in real estate I just I didn't know how I was going to get there so I kind of put things on the back burner for a while. I said, you know what? Well, the only thing I can do is try to get myself out of a hole. I was always in debt, always um, living check to check, trying to pay debt as well as pay regular bills. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. And, and and I was focused, but I put it on the back burner because I'm like, it's nothing I can do now. All I can do is go to my three jobs and keep working and try to make these payment arrangements and pay off stuff. So eventually I did run into somebody who, magically came um you know out of the universe and helped me to um build up my credit so that I could purchase property real estate property so that's what happened um and it happened it only took maybe a couple of months my credit um score 
rose up over 100 points, well over 100 points. I think I was in the maybe the high 500s or the low 600s. I think it was the high 500s or mid 500s or something at that time. And then I got it up to the um, low to mid 700s. And then I went ahead and purchased my first property. So that was a really great feeling. I felt like I was, you know, really making progress. Um, and I just knew that things were going to go up from there. However, I didn't have a concrete plan as to where things could go from there because it was kind of, you know, I don't want to say surreal, but it was just new. It was just brand new. Me having this good credit, me being educated about it, me purchasing property, like I'm bossing up I'm and I'm working. I was working two jobs at the time, um, getting rental income from tenants. Um, things were just good. And I was just, I got too comfortable, I believe. And I didn't keep learning. I didn't keep researching. The person who helped me the first time around um, was no longer around. Um, and I just was spending more. I had more money, but I was spending more money. Um, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep working all of these jobs. And I kind of let stress get to me. I let anxiety get to me. Um, I even went to therapy at one point for the anxiety, took a leave of absence from work. Things just really started spiraling out of control. Um, due to me not having a plan to really focus on it and really hold in my heart and say, you know, this is stupid. Like, get yourself together and hello, you have a whole new level waiting for you if you just stay focused. So I didn't do that. So I, you know, it's really quick to fall down. It takes some effort and some time sometimes to climb up the mountain but if you fall in you can fall fast so that's what happened to me I lost um my job I actually tried to get another job right after that but I lost that job quickly I, my mind wasn't in the right space um wasn't in a healthy relationship so I lost that job became unemployed for a long period of time unemployment meant less a lot less money than I was getting um had issues with my tenants not paying um I originally started out with Section 8, was having problems with Section 8 because I didn't have the money to make the repairs that were needed. Um, I had to switch over to using the credit cards that I was finally approved for with these high limits from these cards because I had this good credit. And here I am now using the credit cards for necessities, for bills, and not having enough money to replace it back. So credit limits um, you know, were high, but my balances started to get high. Um, so here I am these balances are just increasing, 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 increasing. My money income is decreasing, decreasing. Um, finally got some new tenants that, you know, paid me a couple of times and never paid me again. I went six months without getting any rent and also not um, being able to put them out due to legal reasons in the city of Chicago. So I became extremely stressed. Here I am unemployed. Um, and then eventually my unemployment actually ran out. Um, so that's how bad it got. I was to the point where I was not getting any income. I was not having anyone to help me. Um, I've always paid everything on my own, all of my bills. So no one was helping me um, here. My balances are sky high. I'm missing payments now. Missed payment after missed payment. Um, late fee on top of late fee. Interest piling up. Um, credit score just, just plummeting. Um, so over the course of like a year and a half, to two years credit score went from mid 700s to I don't want to say how low it got but let me just say this 
if you have good credit or you work hard to build your credit, you better not get comfortable because anything can happen and it's hard to build it back up. And I don't want to say it's hard because it's things you can do. It's things you can do, but it's not easy when it's at that place where it is low. It's not, it's not, it can be challenging. Let me just say that it can be very challenging. And I don't even like to talk like this because I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in manifesting what you want and removing blockages and getting the universe can provide you with an unlimited amount of scenarios that can change your situation quickly. Um, but if your mind is not right, then you can forget about using all of those universe, universal attraction tools because you're going to attract negativity. If you get to a place where you're stressed out because of your finances, let me tell you, if your credit score goes down, it's going to make it even worse. It's going to make it even worse. And if that, you know, if you're not the strongest person in the world and you let sh- you undergo stress because of this, you undergo anxiety, you know, everybody's depressed these days, all of these things. You, you know, you never know what's going to go on in your relationship. Like all of these things can happen. And they say when it rains, it pours. And sometimes that's true. So you need to avoid falling like that. Because let me tell you, if your credit score is good or if you've gotten it good, you need to be using that credit to continue to build because you don't want to play it safe. You want to play it like, I mean, you want to play it safe. You don't want to get too comfortable. You want to play the game. When you're up, you need to be playing to get higher. Because let's say I had a kept going and I focused, I used my credit, I leveraged my credit, get to um, continue getting property in real estate, building my rental income, building my passive income. The more units I had, the more opportunity I would have had to continue to have income coming in, even though I lost my job, for instance. And the reason why I'm talking about this on the topic of credit is because it's a tool that can allow you to do that. It's a tool that can allow you to level up, literally, to keep leveling up because you're leveraging credit. You're leveraging good credit. Good credit can be used to fund Things, to fund investment opportunities, to leverage that, create income that starts working for you, level up again, create some more income that starts working for you because the name of the game is to have money working from you for you. So you don't have to work for money. If something happens and you're unable to work for money or you need to take time off, the money that's working for you is not going to stop if you have it. If you have it positioned properly, if you have it set up properly, that's the whole point to get as high as possible so that if you fall, it doesn't hurt so bad. So that's what I'm wondering. All of these people out here who are living check to check but have good credit, why are you not using it for all the people out here living check to check with bad credit? Why are you not working on it? Do you hear the same advertisements that I hear about these credit report companies? And I know they want to charge an arm and a leg and, and, you know, they're not, you know, it's kind of iffy because you're like, okay, who do I trust when it comes to my credit report? That's a sensitive part of my finances. That's personal. Um, who do I really trust? It's it's a few legitimate, it's, I want to say a few, it's a lot of legitimate companies out there right now. 
So it's not hard to find if you're doing research and you Google it. I hate when people tell me to Google stuff, but Google it. Do your research and find one of these reputable companies to work with so that even if it's just for you gaining the knowledge of the how-to, of that the process, the how-to, because the general how-to is something you will learn from any of them. You can learn it on your own or you can go through one of these programs and learn about the different tactics tactics and things that they're um I would recommend trying to research some research it on your own first so you can get the gist of things and even the specifics of things, the tactics about how to fix your credit, how to repair your credit, how to maintain your credit, the things that affect your credit positively, the things that affect your credit in a negative way. This needs to be common, more common knowledge. Because, like I said, if you have good credit, you need to be utilizing it. You need to be not only monitoring it and maintaining it, you need to be utilizing it. Credit is powerful. And if you have bad credit, you need to be working on it. You need to be learning about it and you need to be working on it. Because the more of us do that, guess what? The more of us become successful because it's not all about how much money do you have. It's about how can you use your money? How can you manage your money? But also, how can you use your credit? How can you manage your credit? Because that's a tool. It's like you have a financial toolbox and money is one of those tools, but credit is also one of those tools. And before something crazy changes in America, I mean, you need to use that tool. So I just wanted to be long-winded and give that little um, bit of a message to people to put a nugget in your head or something to put some inspiration in your mind to get on it and get serious about it. Get focused on it. Okay. Who cares if your mom and your dad never taught you about it? You, You know, who cares if your friends is not on it? You get on it. Because honestly... If you're listening up until this point, then that means that you have a curiosity about it. You have a, um, you're curious about actually doing something for yourself and doing something for to build your credit up or doing something to use your credit. So, yeah, because the thing about it is, with good credit, you can, you can. You can get a lot of funding with good credit. I'm just going to be real simple about it. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Once you learn the things to keep your credit good, get your credit good, maintain it, you can get a lot of funding with credit. And with that funding is how you leverage investment opportunities that build more money and make more money for you. You pay that loan off. You still got a whole system that's make still making you money. And you go over here and you do it again. These are things that are not being taught in a lot of our households. So we don't know about it until somebody like me comes on a podcast and starts talking about it and sparks an interest. And a lot of us, I, I don't like the fact that I'm doing this in my, I, I can't, I don't like being in a state of regret. I try to try to be positive when I'm talking, especially when it's with the intention of helping other people. But I just really wish that, you know, this could be us in our 20s. A lot of us are in our 30s, my generation. And I just feel like, you know, this is a prime time, especially 
for women and you know men and, and people who will have families it's like you're raising your kids so that adds an extra level to things in your life that you want to focus on what if we had all the, this already was a foundation in our lives you know what i'm saying we could be riding on the benefits of the decisions that we made knowing how to maintain and use good credit but nonetheless we're learning it now we're doing it now is good enough and even more important we can pass this on to our children and pass this on to the younger generations so that we can change the the culture so anyway some things that you should know about credit maybe i'll make this um another segment so it won't be super long so i'm going to make this another segment all right so let's talk about some actual specifics about the good and bad of credit and what's considered helpful and what's considered harmful when it comes to your credit report. I do feel like a part of me feels like everybody knows this now, but a part of me is also questioning how many people actually know this because I just don't, you know, I see more people struggling than I do succeeding in my in my personal experiences. I mean, I could be just not where I need to be and attracting the same people, but I mean, at the end of the day, Okay, that gives me an opportunity to be around people that I can help and um, who can level up with me, who I can learn from. And we can, you know, if we're going through a struggle, fine, whatever, let's let's change it. I know that there are some people who are currently struggling, who are going to change their situations and who aspire to change their situation. So let's talk about it. Um, So the credit situation. So there are some basic things, the basic... um, Things about um, how good or bad your credit is, how that's determined by the three credit bureaus, um, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, which are the main, the only ones for personal credit. So the general rule is that if we're taking 100% of everything that's on your credit report, what is looked at and how is it determined, um, you know, wh- how what things are weighed on your credit report when it comes to determining how good or bad it is. So there is 35% payment history. So 35% of your credit report is based off of your payment history. Approximately 30% is based off of your utilization amount, which is basically how much credit you owe. Say you have a $5,000 limit of credit on your credit report collectively. Um, How much you owe in relation to that credit limit is going to be um, affecting your credit um, score. And that is 30%. Okay, so... 30% of um, what dictates, I'm trying to find the right words, and I don't know why I can't find the right words, but I think you know what I mean. (laughs) So 30% of determining if your credit is good or bad basically comes from that part, that utilization. So then you have 10% is based off of new credit. 15% um, 
takes into consideration the length of credit history. So how long have you had active credit? Um, 10% is um, based off of the credit mix that you have, which is how many accounts you have. Like, do you have um, a mixture of credit accounts? Say you have a car loan, you have an unsecured credit card, you have a retail credit card, you have a mortgage, you have a personal loan. That's a mixture of credit uh, accounts, different types of accounts. So because you use those accounts in different ways, so they want to see, you know, that you're able to manage different types of credit. So Oh, and I don't know if I um, was specific when I said 10% new credit. Basically, if, you know, what new credit do you have? You just open a credit card account. That's new credit. Okay. So, all of that totals to 100%. So, that's the main things that affect your credit score. We have 35% is affected by payment history. 30% by utilization 10% new credit, 15% length of credit history, 10% credit mix. So obviously you can see right off the bat that the most important things are your payment history and the utilization rate. Are you paying, making your payments on time or not? Nah? Have you used up all of your credit or not? Nah? Basically. So these are, this is really important. If you are good in all of these areas, then you have good credit. So if you have good credit, that means you're good in all of these areas. If you have bad credit, that means you are bad in these areas. And more than likely, you're bad with your payment history and your utilization rate. And another thing that I want to put on there is this is basically the things that um, dictate your credit. But obviously, there are negative factors that can be on your credit, such as collection accounts, closed accounts, negative accounts. Those negative items will bring your score down as well. So if you have bad payment, you either have one or a mixture of bad payment history, poor utilization rate, meaning high utilization rate. Like I said, if you have a 5000 credit limit and you've used $5,000, that's an extremely high credit rate. They say to keep it below 30%. So it's you, if you have bad credit, you either have a mixture or one of Horrible payment history, horrible utilization rate, or bad um, negative things on your account, such as collections and closed accounts on your account. So those are called negative items. So all of these things are important and is what you would want to work on if you want to build your credit or what you would want to be knowledgeable of to maintain if you already have your credit and you want to keep good credit. Okay, so some some other points that I'll point out, like I, I already mentioned, the utilization, the typical general standard rule is to keep it below 30%. And the reason why I say the standard rule is because when you get to researching about credit, you will learn that it's not always black and white. Like you can go on experience website and they will point out they have pages of information regarding the different... Um, topics as far as what um, will contribute to positive credit, what will contribute to negative credit. Um, but they're not going to say to only spend such and such percentage of your debt. Like it's not that specific, but based off of statistics, based off of, um, you know, research, 
the aggregate of people have found that, you know, if you keep your utilization rate below 30%, then you will be good for the most part. So obviously that's just one factor. The point of it all is to take into consideration all of these factors to get the best credit score possible. So another point is um, touching on the length of credit history. Um, This basically is how long you have had active credit, meaning how long you have had accounts reporting on your credit. How long have these accounts been established for? Um, also, the average of all of these accounts, you know, what's the, the oldest account? That's the, the, the longest stretch of your credit history. Um, another point is uh, how long, regarding also the credit history, how long specific accounts each account has been established. Um, I said that, I think, and how long since you've used certain accounts. So um, utilization is actually important in itself. Basically, you want to have some accounts that you are actively using because that, you know, then then otherwise it's just a snapshot of when you last used it. So you want it to be recent. If you're actually trying to use your, take advantage of your actual credit or your credit, you want it to be active, meaning um, you, wanna, you want to be active with some accounts on your credit report every month. Basically, the easiest way to do that is to have an account in good standing and make payments every month, um, which is why payment history is a top factor that affects um, how your credit is um, judged. So as far as new credit is concerned, some pointers are to not open several accounts in a short period of time. And all of these points that I'm giving and providing is based off of research um, from the collective, from the actual credit bureaus, as well as it's hundreds and hundreds, thousands of articles, videos, and content on the web regarding credit and people's experiences and things of that nature. So you can always, and I do recommend researching yourself because that's the name of the game when it comes to learning something is research. You don't want to ever just go with one source. So you, if this is your first time hearing these things, you would not want to, you know, take it just for me. You would want to collect um, multiple sources to get your research from and so that you can um, confirm things for yourself, make your own judgment and validate things for yourself. So when it comes to new credit, don't open several accounts in a short period of time, especially if it doesn't have, um, if you don't have long a long history of credit um, because then you're, you know, it's just going to look bad. Um, recent inquiries can bring your credit score down as well. Um, so you don't want to open several accounts. I did. I heard one the man, the way he taught it once was you don't want to seem thirsty. OK, open up, um, opening up a lot of a lot of accounts at the same time or even just making a lot of increase. If you don't, let's say you don't get approved for a lot of things that looks even worse. You don't want to look thirsty like um, a guy who comes in the club and is hollering at every woman is going to be such a turnoff to every woman. The more women you're seen hollering at, like it's just going to be such a turnoff. Like you're appearing thirsty, okay? You don't want to appear thirsty. But the guy who hasn't been seen hollering at anyone else, that first girl that he approaches, if it's in a decent way, um, you know, she, he, he's not going to appear thirsty. So that's not going to be a factor. <laughs> so this that was the way he described it once. Um, so that's regarding new credit. Some points regarding new credit. Um, 
Oh, also, if you have not, obviously, the way that you're going to start working on your credit is to see your credit report. You have to pull a credit report. If you haven't um, pulled a credit report, you are entitled to one free credit report every year from, how do I not have this website in front of me? I think it's annualcreditreport.com. Yeah, annualcreditreport.com, I believe. Definitely Google that just to make sure. But you are entitled to, even if you go to one of the, like Experian.com, it'll probably lead you to annualcreditreport.com. I'm sure there's definitely public information that explains your right to a free credit report every year. If you've already gotten a free credit report every year, you can purchase the uh, credit report um, from Experian.com. Also, again, you can go there. Um, there are other websites. A lot of people are very familiar with creditkarma.com. It's free. Um, uh, that's a, a means of a place where you can go to monitor your credit every month. However, um, it is also known that Credit Karma is not always the most most accurate. And they also only provide information regarding two of the credit bureaus and not all three. Um just Equifax and TransUnion, I believe. They don't give information regarding Experian. And you, when you're monitoring your credit report, you want to monitor all three. Rare, very rarely do they all three have the exact same information. There's going to be some slight differences with each one of those. And with that being said, there can be an error on either or either one of those or things that are not on the other two that you need to work on and you you know you need to look at all three of your credit bureaus reports from Experian, Equifax and TransUnion. Um from Experian.com you can get I believe a $5 trial for all three scores and then it's $20 a month after that and this is with you wanting to um be able to view your credit report and monitor it every month. So that's when you would sign up for one of these um websites memberships to be able to pull your credit report every month because you're only entitled to a free one once per year and if you're building your credit working on your credit it's important to have access to see what's on your credit what's going on if you're writing letters to the credit bureaus or working on certain things you want to ensure that those changes are going are taking place and you want to you know just always know what's going on with your credit report because even when you get it to where you want it to be you just might want to monitor to make sure that everything is staying the same. I mean, obviously, after you get it extremely high, the chances are low that you need to see, look at it every month. However, you know, that would be up to your discretion. But especially when you're building your credit and working on building it, you want to have them go ahead and get one of these memberships that are $20 or less um, to have every month. Um, there's another one, creditsesame.com. Um, I've used creditcheckttotal.com when not the first time around when I was building my credit. Um, then there's another one I can't remember, but I like credit check total was pretty good. Um, I think it was, I don't know, I want to say $10 or $14 a month or something like that. I think it was higher at first, but if you call them and, you know, threaten to cancel, you get the whole, oh, we'll give you a discounted rate if you stay with us type of thing. So yeah, creditcheckttotal.com. And yeah, so you want to like if you use Credit Karma, it's free. But like I said, you're only getting access to Equifax and TransUnion. If that's all you can start out with, start out with that. It's it's good. 
um, for something, but you definitely want to also know what's going on with Experian.com if you're trying to build your credit report as well. So those are places um, that you can monitor your credit because monitoring your credit is very important. Um, and then once you see what's on your credit, how do you determine what you need to fix? It goes back to knowing what things are dictating the score of your and the health of your credit, which is basically the 35% payment history, 30% utilization, 10% new credit, 15% length of credit, 10% credit mix. Okay, so the credit mix, if your credit is decent, then you can go out and maybe add another type of account that you can handle, if you can handle it. Like say you have... Um, I just feel like if you have a mortgage, then you already kind of know about credit, but say you have a mortgage or say you have a car loan and that's the only thing that you have. Um, you keep in mind, you have all these other bills, but like the utility bills, they don't report to the credit. You need a mixture of credit accounts that are reporting to your credit so you can build your credit so you can use this financial tool. That's what this whole message is about. So say you only have a, a car loan. And you don't, and you have like maybe some a couple of collections on your account from tickets that you owe the city, and you never paid, and they went to collections, and now you got these collections. So this is what you want to do. You want to look at your. Um, hopefully, you've been making your car payments on time. If you haven't, that's what's hurting your credit score. Trust me, I know. You need to make sure every month that that's a priority to pay that account. The accounts that are reporting on your credit report are a priority. So get your priority straight. Make sure that you can allocate funds to pay that um, car note every month on time. Know what your, your due date is. Your due date is very important. Call the creditor and ask them what your due date is, but as well as what date... Um, the account is reported to the credit bureaus. Ask them what date is reported to the credit bureaus so that you can ensure that you have that payment to them before that date. So if your credit is, um, um, if the payment is due like on the 10th of the month or the 15th or whatever, it's due on the 15th of the month and you call and ask them and say, when is my credit, when is the payments reported to the credit bureaus? They can give you that information. They might say, oh, it's, um, between the 6th and the 8th or something. So you want to make sure that you get that payment to them before the 6th. So you want to make sure you get that payment to them by the 5th of the month. I don't care that your payment, your due date is on the 15th. Get that to them on before the 5th. Okay? So I was trying to emphasize the point. So make sure you would do that. And then the other issues that I said on the example that I gave, you have um some collections accounts you want to work on removing those first thing you want to do um i can make another video on this but it's plenty of information out here like i said there's so many people out here now with these credit companies on instagram just everywhere on the radio we can help you fix your credit whatever you can also google and research letters to send to the credit bureaus to get things removed off of your credit so you find the appropriate template to write the letter um Learn about what you need to send to them when you send a letter to the credit bureaus, the credit bureaus. So you find that letter template and you complete it and you specifically ask them to remove these accounts, these collection accounts. Um, obviously, you're not admitting that they're yours. So um, you do that and you wait. They have 30 days to get 
things together and either remove it or verify it after that point is up. If they, you know, I've had, I've sent some letters to some companies that I'm not going to lie. I was pretty, I'm just going to say, I'm pretty sure they're mine. They were on top of their game. They sent me a whole package back with all of the statements, where the card was mailed to, like just the whole nine. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I admit this is mine. <laughs> but I mean, something like a collection account, especially depending on how old it is. This is a account that was originally with the original creditor. That creditor sold it to a, um, a collection agency. They took over. It, it could have bounced from collection agency to collection agency, depending on how old this thing, this collection account was in this example. Let's say it's old. It's pretty old. After seven years, things are supposed to fall off. Say it's before the seven years, so it hasn't come off. Even if it's after the seven years, sometimes things are still on there. That's why you need to monitor your credit and make sure that you know the laws and your rights because that's another um, way that you can get things removed. But say it's before the seven-year period and this collection account is still on there, you send a letter to um, the credit bureaus, not the actual creditor. You want to send it to the credit bureau and tell them to remove this account um, off the, you know, this is not yours, remove this account. Let's say a lot of times they will. The first time I was rebuilding my credit, that is exactly what my situation was. I had some pretty old collection accounts that were on there and they got removed. You don't have to pay them. First of all, don't feel bad either because those credit companies sold it to them for pennies on the dollar. Like, they just got the credit, they, they they bought the debt from the company, basically, for pennies on the dollar. And now they're still trying to get that full amount from you. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but whatever. We're trying to, to boss up, get our credit up, to be financially stable and not be in situations where we owe people anyway. So we're trying to do the right thing. So don't feel bad. So let's say they remove it. So now you got the collections account removed and you left with this car loan on your account. You're making the payments, but that's not enough because you need a credit mix and you also need credit history. So you need to and payment history. So you need just you need definitely need more than one substantial account on your credit report. So what you would do is like get a credit card. Um because your credit should be pretty decent. If that's all you have going on, get a credit card. Um, even if it's for a low amount, who cares? Just pay your regular bills that you would normally pay with the credit card and the money that you would normally pay to go towards those bills, pay back the credit card before the report date. And this is going to build your credit. Not only did it extend your credit limit that shows on your credit report and with you making the payments, you're keeping your utilization down. It also shows payment history. So you've just hit the the 35% payment history, the 30% utilization, and the 10% credit mix just by getting a new credit card. Okay, you remove the negative items off, you got a new credit card, you raise your limit, you're making your payments on time. That's something that you can do in the example that I gave. So the way that you identify what you need to work on on your credit report is by keeping in mind those um, one, two, three, four, five things that the payment history, the utilization and new credit, length of credit, credit mix. Those are the things you need to focus on and removing negative items. Now, let's say in that example, you requested that the item be moved from your account and they send you something back saying that we have verification that this is yours, whatever. There's another letter that you can send to that creditor at that point to negotiate with them to pay, you know, the lowest amount possible. Um, negotiate a low amount that you can afford in in um, 
exchange for them removing off of your credit report. There's a specific um, letter template for that to be specific enough in the way that you advise them that this is basically a contract between us. I'm going to pay this amount. You're going to take this off of my credit report. Okay. Because either way, um, you know, once it is removed, the negative items are removed off of your credit report. It's going to raise your credit score. Um, obviously, you want to start with the first letter because it's better to not have to pay anything to, to pay something when you're struggling. Um, so those are the ways that you basically can identify what is it that I need to, how do I start? What do I fix? What do I focus on when it comes to fixing my credit? Those are the things. So um, that's basically it. And you want to do this, you know, as soon as you hear about it, because you don't want to end up making mistakes and adding negative things on your credit report. And the more negative things that end up on your credit report, the harder it gets. The more late payments you have on your credit report, the more of that, you know, the more debt you accumulate, the the more effort you have to put in to fix it. The longer it's going to take for you to reverse it. So pull your credit report now. Don't be afraid because a lot of people often feel that their credit report is lower than it actually is. So they put it off. They just say, there's no way that, you know, I can have good credit. I'm not ready to deal with that. Pull your free 99 credit report and look at it and take these things into consideration and see what you can do. Because even if you can only do half of it right now, let's say you have a lot of debt accumulated, you have a lot of utilization, a high utilization rate, and you only have so much income coming in, you you can only do what you can do. But you have five, four, three negative um, collection account, or you have an old collection account that shouldn't even be on there anymore. It's been over seven years, you know, stuff like that. See what you can do because every little thing helps and everything that is improved or removed off of your credit report can help. And you'd be surprised at how high your score will go after something is improved or after something is removed. So it's worth it to look at that because it can be the difference of you not being able to qualify for a home or you being able to qualify for a home. You not being able to qualify for um, a rental property or you being able to qualify for a rental property and getting that three unit, four unit building that you, um, you know, didn't ever think that you, you would get this soon. And, you know, getting the funding to cover the purchase of the building um, and the repairs and moving Section 8 tenants in there and getting a, a consistent check every day of the month from Section 8. You know what I'm saying? You, you, this is what I'm talking about. Use your credit score as a tool to level up because what would you do with the extra $2,000, $4,000 from rental income? Obviously, some of that is probably going to go to the mortgage and expenses for the business if you're managing it properly. But the, let's say you have a net income of $2,000 extra, $1,000 extra every month. How was your life improved? Because you don't have it now. So if you have it, you could be doing numerous things with it. You could be paying off some of the um, school loans. You could be paying off some of that. You could be investing it again. You could be saving it. You know what I'm saying? There are different things. Based on your situation, there are numerous things that you can do with the more money you have. So credit is something that needs to be pushed as a topic to learn about in our community because I'm just still not convinced that everybody knows the deal. Everybody doesn't know the game because if they did, it would be more of us succeeding than more of us struggling. I, for one, have gone through the ups and downs already with this and I'm trying to 
go through it again to rebuild it. But this time around, I'm taking this thing serious. Like this is a a legit serious tool that should not be played with. It's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth it. You know, I, in this point in time in my life, I would do, I would Uber until two o'clock in the morning to make some extra money so that I know that I could pay my bill on time so that I know that I can pay this thing over here that I was thinking about paying with my credit card, but I know that it's going to raise my utilization up. So let me just make some more money. I don't want to touch my credit card for something that I know that I'm not going to be able to easily pay back. You know, it dictates your decisions when you have a different mindset about how important credit is. Because like I said in my first segment, it can take a lot of effort and a lot of time sometimes to climb up the mountain. But once you get up there, just know that if you start falling, you can fall fast. So you want to get as high as you can get. And that's my message for today. Pull your credit report. Peace.